Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today, it is my pleasure to welcome Mario Martinez Jr. to the show. Welcome, Mario. Jeremy, my man, thank you so much for having me, buddy. Really excited to learn from you. Uh, Mario is the CEO at Vengresso, and they are a digital sales training company. Mostly, we're going to focus on what we're going to describe as omni-channel prospecting, and you'll understand a little bit more of that. I'm sure marketing people know what omni-channel is, but we're going to talk about that in the context of sales. Mario, I always get to know people uh, a little reverse, I guess. A lot of podcasters, and as a side note, you're 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 you have a podcast of your own, but a lot of podcasters will ask about books and and the like at the end. I love to ask at the beginning, so love to put you on the spot, ask you what's one of your favorite sales books of all time and what are some of the things you got out of the book? <laughs> so uh, this is quite funny. People ask me all the time about my sales books. I can't think of a book that I've read from cover to cover in the last 15 or 20 years uh, because I'm not a book reader. I, I actually don't like reading books. Um, let me tell you what I do like reading. I'm an avid blog reader. And I consume tons of short video content. So I probably read a couple thousand blogs a year um, and watch probably about a thousand videos a year. So that's why I like to learn and read. But if um, I had to put a book down as my favorite book, it's not a sales book, but it was actually Marshall Goldsmith's uh, book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it's an awesome book for first-time leaders, but it's also a phenomenal book from those that are going in from a you know director to VP, VP to CX, whatever it might be, right? And that is a really great book, and I've been following Marshall uh, for a long, long time. That book really made an impact on me as a leader, for sure. Wow, yeah. And the title often says it all. I, I second the motion in that book. So I'll toot your horn for you because I, I don't actually often have a lot of people from the training world on the show unless they have incredible sales pedigrees, you know, amongst other places, Mario spent 10 years at Sprint in a ton of roles, working his way up from, I would assume, inside account rep, basically up through strategic sales director. So I guess let's start by explaining, uh, again, I think marketing people know the term omni-channel, but for salespeople, what does omni-channel mean and what does omni-channel prospecting mean? So organizations have moved to essentially a virtual sales model, obviously as a result of a global pandemic. And that's not changing anytime soon, by the way. And, and for anybody out there that's talking about that this is not our new normal, you're crazy. Okay, this is our new normal. What organizations are realizing is they're able to actually accomplish more at a lower cost savings by having transitioned to a virtual sales model during COVID-19. And in fact, McKinsey reported that more than 90% of B2B organizations have transitioned to a virtual sales model during COVID-19. This is worldwide. So when we think about this, what are the only ways that we can touch our customer? We can't see them face-to-face. -face. We can't shake their hand. We can't give them a hug. We can't go to the golf course. We can't take them out for an evening dinner. We can't wine and dine. So Omnichannel refers to what are the different ways that I'm going to touch my customer, both pre-hello and post-hello, in order to be able to engage with them to build rapport and relationship. Or in the case of pre-hello, to be able to actually create a sales conversation. So that includes things like social, as an example. It includes things like video, email, phone, of course, direct mail, text messaging, and the list goes on. 
So our sales prospecting has now fundamentally changed in the way in which we engage with buyers. And that's the called omni-channel, but for prospecting. And as a prospector, 66% of sales reps report that the hardest part of their job is prospecting. Okay. So if that's the hardest thing about the job of sales today, and we know that we're not able to see our customers and that B2B organizations have moved 90% of their selling model to a virtual sales model during COVID and post-COVID that will continue on to happen, this remote selling, how now do we engage with our buyers through all the channels that the buyers are at? And that is that omni-channel sales prospecting where we, our job, quite frankly, Jeremy, as sellers has gotten harder. Harder, not easier, harder. Tools and technology like from SalesLoft can facilitate and make our life a little bit easier. But it's not just taking a tool like SalesLoft and slapping on a series of emails that are gonna hit me 72 times before I actually get a response. It's what you say and how you say, and it's engaging with me through multiple channels that will solicit an actual individual response. We both have different likes, and what sellers need to learn is what might you like first, and where might you be at to be able to solicit the best response? Am I on a social channel? Which, by the way, B2B usage has gone up by 56% in just the last 90 days. 56% on LinkedIn, as an example. Just alone, right? So am I on social? Will I respond to social outreach? Will I prefer you calling me? Will I prefer you actually sending me a video? Will I, or watching a short video? Will I prefer a text message? The answer to that is, is yes all of the above, all of the above. And our jobs as sellers now is to utilize the entire omni-channel approach to engaging with a prospect and meeting them or the buyer where they want to be met at. If you use a single channel, your response rate, opportunity generation rate will drop anywhere from 70 to 90%. But if you go multi-channel, particularly phone, email, and social, right, then you, you get the goodness back. Are there techniques specific, like, I guess, how-to or actionable advice you have for people to be more effective in their social selling approach? Half of what we teach is all focused on social selling, our selling with LinkedIn, our selling with Sales Navigator program. I have an email folder, Jeremy, and as the CEO of Ingresso, I receive many, many per day <laughs> email outreach that's coming from tools like Sales Loft, individually sent in some sort of cadence, and over the last two years, I've collected emails that suck and emails that don't suck. I, I, side note is I do the exact same thing. Uh, yes, I am with you. Yeah. And so if you look at what's inside those folders, the emails that suck folder and emails that do not suck folder, it's about 90% sitting inside of email that suck and 10% sitting inside of emails that don't suck. So here's what happened, man. All people have done in sellers without the proper training on how to utilize a tool like LinkedIn, as an example, or Twitter, I don't care. All salespeople have done is taken crap that they've been using on email and they put that same crap as a digital message out on LinkedIn. So crap in is still crap out, right? And so what we need to be thinking about is a fool with a tool is still a fool. Yeah, fair comment. And, you know, it's not only the message that you use, even if you used a good message in email, I would argue that the messaging needs to be different in social. Much, 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 much shorter, much, much less formal. I'm scanning right now my sales navigator inbox and the stuff that even on a desktop or laptop PC, whatever they're sending me looks like marketing, right? It's got tons of links. It's got tons of images. 
I have to scroll to actually read it. That stuff I don't even pay attention to for an instant. It's it just, you know, it's garbage. So let me give you some tips on that one. And this works for both email as well as for social. First off, let's talk about best friend versus friend versus formal voice. Most sellers do the hello, Mario, comma, return on an email. They take that same exact format and they put it now on a social platform. Hello, Mario. You are now already inside of what we call formal voice. Now, formal also could be like dear Mario, right? But hello, Mario. But change that word from hello to hi. You instantly go from formal voice to friend voice. Now add on, instead of saying hi, change it to, hey, Mario, exclamation point. And you go from friend voice to best friend voice. The norms that you see happening on social are different than what you would do on email. And so as a direct result, the minimum common denominator for reaching out to somebody is using friend voice, not formal, friend voice. So that would be hi, Mario. And instead of doing a comma, return, enter, as your message, it's, hey, Mario, comma, and that sentence continues to go on because now it's a short message as opposed to you have an extra return and a paragraph spacing, which indicates a formal message, which now I have to continue to scroll down and, and see. And on social, it's quick hits. So what's the length of a message? Here's a best practice. 110 words is the optimal word length for a message. Now, that is super short. And it's very difficult to be able to bring in personalization and value and have a call to action in 110 words or less. So our guidance to our customers is somewhere between 110, maximum 200 words, with the optimal being 150 to 180, okay? And what you do with that is, is when you write that messaging on LinkedIn, personalized connection requests, outreach, you wanna make sure you include three things, and we call it the PVC sales method as in piping. The P, you better personalize that message. So first of all, call me Mario and don't call me John. <laughs> as soon as that happens, you know you've screwed up and you've lost your buyer. Now, most people think personalization is, is I'm gonna go to your LinkedIn profile and say, oh, you have interest in biking, so do I, um, right? That could be somewhat personalization. However, personalization also includes things like Hey, Jeremy, I saw that you just published some information about this particular subject about diversity and sales leadership. Love the article because, and as soon as you start talking about me, then I'm willing to listen. So first of all, start with that P. If you have nothing to personalize to the individual, nothing at all, well, then you're going to personalize to the buyer persona. Example, well, I'm going to reach out to you and I know one thing, Jeremy. There are several things that keep you up at night as a sales leader. One of them is, is creating more sales conversations for your sellers with qualified buyers. And the other one is increasing the sales pipeline. Now, there's many other things that you are worried about, like closing that pipeline, as an example. Is that a problem that you're struggling with? At that moment, you either gonna say yes or you're gonna say no. And if you say no, you're not a buyer and you're not a prospect for me at that moment in time, it's ignored and it moves on. But if it's yes, now you're gonna continue reading and to the next section is what we call the V for PVC for value. Well, you're gonna bring value through insights. Don't tell me that you're looking for the meeting for 15 minutes. I don't care about your meeting yet because you haven't brought me value. So the value is, is through insights and through information. Directly below, Jeremy, are two articles that other sales VPs have found of interest. Number one, if you're struggling with trying to create more sales conversations, here are three things that you can do utilizing sales video that will actually increase your sales conversation rate. 
whoa, now you have brought me value as a sales leader. Okay, I'm, I want to listen. I, I haven't thought about using video. By the way, there's a blog article. Where does it link back to? The corporate website, as an example. That's the V for value. You're going to bring that value in. Now you go for the C, and that's the call to action. Now, most sellers, Jeremy, we immediately want to go in for, can I book a meeting? The infamous 15-minute meeting. I don't know about you, but it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. People should stop asking for a 15-minute meeting. And if you ask me for a 15-minute meeting, I will not take that meeting at all unless some ERP financials are burning on fire as of this morning. It's going to take me seven minutes just to build some rapport with you. And then you got seven minutes to try to tell me if, if, if I'm interested. No, no, no. Sometimes it's okay to, to ask for the meeting, but most sellers forget about the importance of creating engagement. And that's what we talk about in our social selling training is, is the idea is to create a connection and you want to convert that connection into a conversation. We call it the C to C, connection to conversation. So how do I do that? I do that through asking a question as an example to be able to solicit a response is this something that you've struggled with? Have you used video before in your sales outreach? Or I possibly might say, by the way, I'd like to schedule a 30-minute meeting with you, and here are three dates and times, two weeks out, three weeks out, and four weeks out. Why two, three, and four? Jeremy, I don't know about you, but as an SVP and as CEO of Ingresso, my calendar is pretty much booked out solid for two solid weeks. So as a sales rep, I'm acknowledging the fact that you're a busy executive. And if I give you a meeting date two, three, and four weeks out at nine, one, and four, two, three, and four weeks out, I now can figure out what is going to work for you and how far out you're you generally booked. And do you like morning, afternoon, or late afternoon meetings? And then I close with, if I'm going to ask for the meeting, and oh, by the way, if these three dates and times don't work, I've included my electronic calendaring link to avoid email scheduling volleyball. It might be easier to be able to go ahead and click on the calendar link if these three dates and times don't work. So that's the construction of a message using the PVC. And Oof, that was a mouthful. Sorry. Oh, that was awesome. I would have interrupted you, but you were dropping incredible value of and, and super actionable practical tips in there. I'd love to maybe end with, because we did, you know, you've mentioned video a few times. What is your like best hard hitting tip for uh, using video and prospecting? If you're making someone a call, you have 30 seconds to be able to get capture someone's attention from them to say, not interested, right? Because it takes that much time for the brain to process, like, who is this? What are you talking about? What is this for? Am I interested? And I only have one thing, and that is audio. But video now is minus 50%. So you really only have seven to 15 seconds to capture someone's attention. Why? That's because not only am I audibly seeing this, but I'm visually seeing this as well. Research shows I'm going to process what it is that I'm listening to because I'm watching it at the same exact time. Keep in mind, if you go to create that video, you got seven to 15 seconds. So you better dang well make sure that you bring that person in instantly into that video. It should not sound like this. Hi, Jeremy, Mario. Now, the reason why I'm reaching out to you is no, 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 no. This is how it should sound. Hey, Jeremy, Mario here. The reason why I'm reaching out to you is because... No, but you, you, can, you can hear a smile. You can hear the energy, right? Exactly. So it's all those nonverbal cues that you just pointed out. You can see me smiling. And th those are the things that, that you've got to teach somebody in order to be able to make them great and what we call be irresistible through video. So to your listeners, you better make sure that your videos are spicy, 
and capturing the attention of your buyer because you got seven to 15 seconds. I feel that may have been the first time in over 100 episodes anyone has used the word spicy. I like that. <laughs> uh, so on, on that note, we do have to wrap. I, I wish we had more time. But if people want to learn more about Vengresso or get in touch with you, what are the best ways for them to do that? They can go to vengresso.com or moresalescalls.com. And certainly I'm all over social media. Make sure you say you heard me and Jeremy Donovan on this particular podcast. And when you reach out to me, send me a personalized connection request please even better a personalized video connection request so yeah there you go (laughs) that was awesome well again that's mario martinez jr ceo of ben grasso thanks for being on hey salespeople it's a production made in partnership with frequency media i'm your host jeremy donovan Paige mccauley is our producer peter lapinto is our editor the podcast is available on apple podcasts spotify and wherever else podcasts are found Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople podcast.